0: time shiznit oh fuck your man welcome to the dead harvey podcast this is the podcast for both indie horror filmmakers and fans and this is where we're going to talk about the horror stories behind the horror stories and we want to hear from you uh, we're trying to build a community here because we want to not only help filmmakers uh, in any way we can, we also want to find more fans of independent horror. That's our plan here. So please go to deadharvey.com. Uh, check us out there. There you can join our e newsletter. You can uh, follow us on Facebook and the socials. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast, but uh, follow along any way you can. Deadharvey.com. We'd love to have you on board. So today, We are going to uh, talk about where we're at with Suicide Poet and where we kind of decided to stop and chat because it would be a good chat for here. And that's around posters and taglines and thumbnails because posters have essentially turned into thumbnails. We want to talk about how important they are. Because I've actually talked with a couple of buddies of mine who are in distribution. And essentially, that original poster that used to hang and be that big poster you put on your wall, that doesn't exist anymore, really. Um, It's more about a thumbnail and what that thumbnail does on Amazon, iTunes, and uh, Netflix, wherever. So we're going to talk about that. Yeah, it's a shame that
1: there's, those posters are going away. The true nerds still have them on their wall,
0: though. Oh, 100%. I still got, I got like behind me, I got some Blues Brothers, Star Wars, and, and Friday the 13th stuff. And in front of me, I've got some other stuff here, too. Uh, that's a Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th in front of me. Um, but yeah, but before we get into that conversation, because it's going to be a good conversation, because as we talked before, Man, there's some cool posters out there. They just don't yeah. make posters the way they used to. But uh, before, let's get to what's on our radar. So, Brad, um, yeah, what's on your radar here?
1: Oh, so this movie that I watched just recently is called "Don't Tell a Soul." It's got Rain Wilson, aka Dwight from The Office, in it.
0: And yeah, he's but getting... you know what about Rain Wilson? He's <laughs> actually kind of messed up. Like he oh, yeah. loves this oh, stuff. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. the other one he did? Where it was the kind of gritty horror uh, superhero movie. Um, oh uh,
1: super that was the one that james gunn did yeah
0: yeah like and it was messed up like people i think a lot of people went into that one thinking oh it's kind of like a funny superhero and it was like okay this is this is kind of gritty
1: yeah he's got that great like angry disgruntled nerd side of him like mm -hmm. vengeful nerd side of him uh that allows him to play like uh multiple facets of different characters but in in this movie um He's he, not to give away what his character is in it, but he is a very bizarre character. But he's basically a security guard that's chasing these two kids, these two brothers that are trying to steal some money from this lady's house that's being fumigated. So he chases him and he falls into this well that's sort of covered up. And so he's in the well and then the two brothers are kind of debating through the throughout the movie about what they should do with him when he's in this well. Are they going to get him help or they just stole this money? Is somebody going to find out? And then as things progress, they get more complicated about his situation and theirs. And then you have one brother that's like this extreme just asshole bully. And then the other brother is sort of taking solace with the guy in the well and they're sort of communicating and developing a friendship. Well his big brother is deciding that he wants to kill him. So and then again it just spirals off from there. But I thought it was a very interesting uh, indie movie and very kind of simplistic in its locations uh but it had a good psychology about it and it was, it was different than most of the ones that I've seen as well too but did some smart things about like where they focused the locations on and uh what they centered the movie around as well too
0: that's pretty awesome i'm going to have to check that one out um i like ray wilson too like just because like i said i've seen enough of his stuff that's yeah. outside like i like i feel like he lucked out with the office and that gave him the the platform to make fucked up stuff that he wants to really make. Because yeah. because I've seen enough of his other stuff to be like, no, this guy's got a messed up indie horror type of side to him where he wants to tell some messed up stories. So that's pretty cool. Oh, he definitely
1: fits perfectly with, with indie movies, for sure, yeah.
0: Yeah, and telling stories that you just can't tell elsewhere, uh, which is cool. Uh, me... I got sucked into it. It turns out this really isn't horror or sci-fi, but Netflix has a new, uh, it's probably a British show, but it got picked up, um, came out recently called The One. And I kind of was reading the, the the log line of it and thinking that's a pretty cool concept because the concept is that like basically animals she figures that there's animals or something that have something in their DNA where they're, they can find each other and they find their perfect match, right? So like one squirrel knows how to mate with another squirrel or whatever, sure. because they have this DNA thing and they're able to uh, communicate it to each other. And then they're like, well, humans have those DNAs, DNA matches too. They just can't communicate them. Would it be interesting if they could figure that out? So over the course of this story is that they get this huge DNA da- database and figure out that humans have these, things in their DNA too. And she's able to, in a computer, find your perfect match. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's like across the street or in a different, like it's, if it's in that database, she's like, this is it. And so and they, they, they try it out and they established that. Yep. If it's a perfect match, they're going to fall in love instantly and things go crazy. So, but there's these weird scenarios, for example, where um, say you're married to someone and then you get matched with somebody else. Or if, uh, oh, okay. right? Or if you get matched, and that match is like, like one girl gets matched with another girl, and uh, like, the, and they, they create these kind of social dilemmas within it. And I was thinking it was going to be kind of Black Mirror esque, where they talk about all the kind of weird stuff that's going to happen within it. But it's actually more like a thriller because the girl scientist who comes up with it. She basically turns into a bonkers Elon Musk billionaire type and starts killing everybody around her to protect her secrets and and stay CEO of the company. And they also explore all these sort of things going on with these different social dynamics. And there's a lot of drama with it. But um, basically, after watching an episode and a half, I was kind of like, okay, well, I better make it through all this whole thing. But the concept is cool. And I thought it was really original, too. It does sound
1: cool. That's definitely unique. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like, I was like, what I, I get sucked into quite a bit about unique concepts. And I'm just like, oh, well, that's a cool concept. I, I Like, I'll watch it. And it kind of reminded me of, I think it was either Netflix or Amazon had the one, was it called Upload? Where when you die, you can get uploaded. And yeah. it was kind of a comedy. And I, I watched all of that one, and I thought, that's a unique angle. That's pretty cool. It was a comedy take on that. Basically, they've created a virtual world. And when you die, they basically, right before you die, they download your brain and then can upload it into these heaven virtual worlds and you live up there, but you can still communicate because it's basically you're in a, in the cloud somewhere. Yeah. And, uh, I got sucked into that. kind like, other cool concepts like that will get me, get me in any you other know, one is a cool concept. It's not really horror. It is sci-fi, but not in, in a way like black mirror or anything, but, but, it's intriguing, it's well, what you never know.
1: Maybe it could maybe it could spiral into something kind of usually like the thriller movies are horror adjacent. Mm-hmm. That's why I really love like the thriller genre because mm-hmm. it includes um, it includes a bunch of different categories, usually like drama and then horror. And usually, they're they sort of parallel each other,
0: yeah. No, I mean, I, I got sucked into the concept on this one and I still think it's a cool concept, but I I still don't know where it's going because I got an episode or two left. But it is, it's turned into just a straight up thriller, and uh, we we're trying to figure out because they had to kill a guy. I won't say why in case anyone wants to check it out. They had to kill a guy at one point, and now they're you're, we're, they're, they're unraveling the story as to why. But I find it more intriguing. Like I said, I, th- that was the idea that sucked me in. It's like, okay, you're married to someone, or someone else is married to someone, or you you have to go, it's like, it's all of a sudden you find this perfect match. How can that fuck up social dynamics, right? Like, it's a weird, yeah. and not everyone's in the database either. So they're, they're encouraging people to get their DNA in the database so they can... Mm-hmm. It's like signing up for Facebook. They're like, Well get your DNA and see if you got a match out there. Yeah. It's it's a it's a weird concept.
1: Who knows? They could prophecy the future.
0: Well, one of those things when you watch it, you're like, Okay, we're not that far off from this. Well, Black this Mirror is,
1: is basically what's going on right now. Like they had the one episode about uh, the social status on the Black mm-hmm. Mirror, I think yep. the one that Bryce Dallas Howard was in. And that's yep. basically what they're doing in China right now. So yep. A lot of the yeah. science fiction is not too far off from what's happening right now, especially with great. where
0: technology is going. That was a great episode. Yeah. Black Mirror is great. I can't wait for it to come back. Um, But yeah, anyhow, that's what's on the radar. So now this is an interesting topic because I actually didn't even think about it. And then when you and I started talking about it, we realized that there has been just this massive change. So as we were dealing with um, getting our independent film or Brad's independent film, uh, film Suicide Poet Up. Um, we we came to where you have to put the poster in. Now uh, you you had a DVD cover, which is not even really a DVD cover anymore. It's it's essentially um, meant to be a thumbnail now, because I don't think.
1: Yeah, we've got like we got a DVD poster and then another version that is the the actual poster for it, but they're basically the same image though.
0: Same Probably image, yeah. but when you designed it, it was designed to be a DVD cover, um, not designed to be a huge poster or to be a thumbnail on Amazon, right? It was,
1: yeah, to well, Tony actually designed that, so he designed like a poster, uh, Tony the
0: composer, so he designed
1: the poster. And then he designed like a DVD cover for it as well too. And then like, yeah. I think he did like a CD cover for it as well also. Yeah,
0: yeah. so this is what kind of, and then thinking about it, as we were talking about what we're gonna upload there to be essentially the thumbnail, right? Like, cause you're, the, yeah. the specs mm-hmm. are, cause it's gonna be like, hey, when you're found on Amazon Prime or you're found on Tubi or wherever it is, is this is the thumbnail that's gonna exist there. And I I recalled a conversation I had with a, with a, a buddy of mine who works with all the distributors and essentially, the idea of a poster, like what we grew up with, like in the 70s, 80s, 90s, when you had these big posters and these elaborate posters, it doesn't really exist anymore. Outside of theatrical, like, like you know, Star Wars and Marvel still has their posters because they're going to hang them out there. But the bulk of films don't get those releases anymore. And you really got to think, and even those ones change the poster for online distribution. Yeah. And you have to think in a thumbnail, in, a, in this tiny little image what are can you convey everything that's going to be needed and 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 basically that thumbnail is so important now because as i'm scrolling through hundreds of movies like at a rapid pace something's got to stop you that tells the story of that film that's going to grab my attention and go yeah i want to look further into that and it's a weird thing that a poster used to be something that you could look at like a piece of art and now it's supposed to grab your attention in seconds. Right. And, yeah. and 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 you and I talked about like first off I think we can go like talk about some of the classic posters mm-hmm. and how cool they were and how they can hang on and stuff but getting to where they are today. And the other one that we were talking about is what's happened to the tagline?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: The taglines sort of disappears
1: when we have to have these like thumbnail images that are much smaller. So it's going to be a lot more difficult for people to read them. So we were noticing that the taglines basically goes away and all these awesome taglines that there used to be.
0: Yeah. And, and we're going to go, we'll go through some of them here. We'll go back and forth on posters here is what I think we should do. Like you start and then then we'll discuss them and go through about three or four each. But taglines were such a huge part and then i was thinking about it. it's like i don't even know if they do taglines anymore like i can't think of one recently i mean i'm sure they're on there um somewhere but i i just don't see them as much as like you used to so let's talk about some classic posters uh they yeah. don't necessarily have to be horror um you know they probably are going to be horror but let's talk about some classic posters and then um taglines and then we'll talk about like what what's new out there
1: Well, here's the taglines that have buried themselves into my subconscious. So when we were talking about that, I was like, what can I think of off the top of my head right away? Usually these are also posters that incorporate um, this iconic idea. So you get the gist of the idea right away, plus they got Mm. the tagline. So you can see the whole movie by looking at the poster, plus you get the tagline in there. So double score. Uh, Mm. So uh, one of them is Dawn of the Dead, of course. And the tagline there is when there's no room left in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Terrible situation for real life. Awesome for a movie. Um, Then we got uh, Hellraiser where you got Pinhead there and he's holding the, and he's holding the lament configuration box. And the tagline is demon to some angel to others. And then we've got, uh, I spit on your grave. Like now that one uh, was like, I, now, I think that one went something like, um, she's just murdered X amount of people. And when the trial is over, no jury in the world would ever convict her. Yeah. And that one sort of stood out for me. Then there's my favorite, which is army of darkness trapped in time, surrounded by evil, low on gas.
0: Yeah. Those are so I got, I got, yeah, I got some more taglines for you. Um, alien yes. uh, in, in space. No one can hear you scream. Like that's, just a, that it that completely encapsulated awesome poster as well. Yeah. Um, Jaws, you'll never go in the water again.
1: Oh yeah. And just the image of the shark yeah. and then, the, and then the, then the girl like swimming right up above him is so perfect.
0: Yeah. And what was the other one? Hold on. Um, well, obviously there's ghostbusters who are you going to call. Yeah. And it just had the big, the big ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was great. Um, and there's another one here. Oh, uh Taxi Driver, one of my all-time favorite movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, on every street in every city in this country, there is a nobody who dreams of being a somebody. That's awesome. Yeah. That and and that encapsulated taxi driver. Like it, it's such a yeah. I mean, tagline and, and I don't know if people do those. I think they still do, especially people who are kind of purist about it, want to have their want to have them there but i don't know where you use them anymore it's probably on if you have a big poster um but no one uses the big poster anymore so i don't know those are all pretty cool but think about like we can segue into the posters here because i forgot about taxi driver you had a taxi driver poster in college but it wasn't the actual movie poster it was the guns uh, Uh, oh
1: that was our friend uh grizzo he had, oh, was it Grizzle who had that? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he used to shave his head like uh, Travis mm. Bickle. We were kind of scared that he would become Travis Bickle, but he turned out to be an upstanding. That's bickle. right. But he, but he had that poster. I he had a shining on one that hung up above, that hung up on the ceiling. So mm. I was so it would be Jack Nicholson's <laughs> face looking down at me all the time. And then I also had an Army of Darkness one that almost covered the entire wall on one section. Mm-hmm. That was my
0: favorite one. My big poster I had back then was i had the scarface poster
1: yeah
0: huge one and it was uh yeah which was awesome so i mean that's a good one let's go now going into posters um see that's the thing there's a bunch of posters that i had and over the time that i love like what i mean the first one you can start with that 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 encapsulate encapsulates that time it's like star wars now star wars Empire, Return of the Jedi, which, by the way, I still feel like Army of Darkness and those borrowed from that, where you're having the main character, basically, Animal House had them all like where it was like basically a drawn image. But it was like just so much going on in the poster that it was almost designed for you to walk by the street and walk up to the poster to see all the little things that were going on.
1: Uh, Especially the one for Empire that is so iconic. I mean, that is an absolute piece of art that right there but the, that's what they used to yeah they used to have a lot of posters that really evolved like that and then you look at the animal house one and there is like shitloads loads of characters almost the entire fraternity in the background it looks like a like what they would have like on a mad magazine cover mm-hmm. that someone slaved a long time over but i can only imagine how long it would take to make those but yeah but you just don't see a lot of stuff like that going on
0: anymore but there's not a lot of need for that i mean that's yeah and i love those posters because they actually did now that i think about it they serve that purpose when you say you're walking by in the street and, and most most theaters would be street front on a busy street somewhere. And you're walking by and they would hang the posters up yeah. front. Those were designed to make you stop and look because mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, like say it was Animal House and there's John Belushi's in it, you can see John Belushi. But by the time you stop and look at the poster, you're finding out about the movie, you're seeing all the different scenes going on, and you're, you're basically the whole thing is telling a story and making you stop and think. This is back, of course, in a time when people had time to stop and think and weren't staring at their phone walking forward, right? Yeah, like absolutely. it served a purpose. And I don't think posters like that, well, they don't make them anymore. I think some people make them for fun, but mm-hmm. I don't think they... I think there actually was a purpose for those. Like a Star Wars, it had this... It, they just look epic, like a Star yeah. Wars or Empire just the X-Wing fighters flying over, Death Star in the back, Darth Vader looming, all the different characters engaged in some sort of battle. It's like it's telling a story right there in the poster. Yeah. And we just don't have time to, to look at that anymore. Even Blues Brothers was the same. Because didn't Blues Brothers have the, which is one of the posters I want to talk about, it had the Bluesmobile like upside down teetering, the two of them on top, then all the cops mm-hmm. on the bottom. And yeah. and, uh, and then they, they, they probably used the tagline, it's either we're on a mission from God, Or they're on a mission from god Mm -hmm. or 100 miles to chicago full tank of gas half a pack of cigarettes yeah another awesome tagline right there yeah yeah one one of the two with with within them but like and where the poster would tell a story but those are those big posters and i miss those ones because you do not see them as much i think some people try to recreate them but there's no point for them now because if you're going straight to online and 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 basically, you get an inch by an inch to 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 tell your story. That's not the poster you're going to use. Yeah. However, there are posters from back then that I've listed some out that I feel would work today. Uh, that were also iconic. Um, I actually think we've talked about it before, but I think Alien would work.
1: Yeah, on the first alien, it was the, um, in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like the alien pod and like the lower half of it opens up and there's all this green light bursting yeah. out from it.
0: Aliens, the other one that I liked, actually, it just said aliens. That's all it mm-hmm. said. It was black and it said aliens and the eye was opening up, like glowing. Yeah. That was the other aliens poster. Actually, I had that one. And, and, and the tagline for that one, because mm-hmm. I just looked it up, it just said aliens and the eye was glowing And then underneath it, it just said, this time, it's war. Yeah. So you knew that, like, okay, we're feeding off an alien. Alien was one alien. Now this is Aliens. Yeah. It's so genius in a title, too. It's not Alien 2. It's Aliens. Like, we're fighting more than one. Like, everything about that, the sequel. But then again, that's typical James Cameron at that time, where he kicked ass with his sequels. He was very good at sequels. Oh,
1: yeah. Aliens uh, aliens is one of my all-time favorite sequels.
0: It rivals terminator 2 and empire strikes back for sequels being better than the originals oh absolutely and and, and i know that's a huge debate but those are those are the uh the three i would go with yeah well t2 i've now recently gone back for whatever reason and watched all six terminator movies yeah um and yeah t2 i mean I, i if you had to look at all six like t2 is actually just a Freaking good movie! It, it, like it was very good. Like James Cameron did such a good way of like, like balancing funny parts with without losing. Mm-hmm. Like which they which 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 from T three onward, they lost except, except for Salvation, which yeah. tried to be something different. But they all lost. Like they got goofy, especially Dark Fate got really goofy. And it's like
1: I don't want to talk about Dark yeah. Fate. It made Arnold like hang. Arnold became uh senior citizen robot trying to be trying to live like a regular human being oh. whose job was to install blinds
0: yeah but that actually wasn't what like people thinking like, like, when they were when they were writing that who said this, Damn, makes, sense. this makes sense this makes sense this is what he'll do it didn't make any sense like anyhow i don't want to go too deep in there but the transition from terminator to terminator mm-hmm. 2 it actually made sense well granted it's james cameron adapting his own stuff but um anyhow now okay going back to our original thing talking about the posters because there are some other classic posters from back in the day that would totally hold up today um and the one i'm staring at right now and it's freaking awesome is the godfather yeah The one where it just says the godfather with with the with the the marionette uh thing on top it tells the entire thing you know exactly mm -hmm. what you're you're getting with this it's black and white and i could totally see that as a definitely
1: yeah these are made now like now like when we see posters they're made specifically for an impulse buy Mm -hmm. so when you so when you're browsing through the poster of course depending on how big your tv is or whatnot but if you're looking at it let's say like on a tablet or a phone (laughs) or or a laptop I mean, much smaller images, or if you're looking at just like a, like a 30 inch TV or what, even a 50 inch TV, the images aren't going to be that large. You're not going to have that much time to make out a tagline or anything else. Impulse by, does it catch your attention in 30 seconds? Are you going to have the impulse to rent it right away? So that's yeah. got to be more based around iconic imagery.
0: Yeah. See now going back to old ones that I think would work today. So what we'll talk about, we can talk about next because I've just pulled up Amazon into like to, to see what they're doing so you can compare them. But, uh, i think godfather would work scarface would probably work scarface Mm -hmm. was if you have the black and white Mm -hmm. with pacino holding a massive gun yeah i don't even remember there's a tagline there but that i I mean i could see that outright that told the whole tale there ghostbusters obviously you get everything you need from ghostbusters just from the the ghost with the cross through it like Mm -hmm. it it just it it sells like having a, a an image like that uh works jaws yeah Jaws, you get the entire story of that, like a massive, massive shark coming up while girl girl's showing, it. and it's and it's been copied so many times. At this point, you just I don't think you could even do it again. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, the original Friday the Thirteenth poster is pretty damn awesome.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, where it's got sort of like the silhouette of him, and then it's got the woods in the middle of him.
0: Yeah, with them with them huddling underneath the yeah. cabin, mm-hmm. right? So it's the silhouette of him just basically holding a knife that's bloody, and in the middle of the silhouette, you see the woods and the cabin and the, and the yeah. group huddled huddled into it. I mean, that's good. Nightmare on Elm Street? That, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street's kind of funny. I don't even think, because there's a couple of really artsy Nightmare on Elm Street ones with yeah. the eyes all blown out, and, mm-hmm. and, and it looks kind of goofy, but... There is one where it's just a claw, like, it, it, like yeah, you know.
1: the original nightmare. So it's like the claw, though. So she's laying on the bed, mm-hmm. and like hanging over her head is his claw, and then behind that claw is like a weird face, but not a yes. face. An entire it's, it's not like, his. Face.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not. That's the one <laughs> yeah. that always weirded me out because huh. it doesn't look like him. Yeah. But that's the original one. But then there's also the one, yeah, with her lying in the bed. But uh, Nightmare on Elm Street's a good poster, Friday the thirteenth, actually Halloween, the original Halloween with the reflection and the that's knife. just
1: basically like a pumpkin and a knife. Yeah. yeah the reflection and then the night he came home or something like that was a tagline for that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a badass poster too. And I could see those ones
1: working well they're just,
0: today. I think it's simplicity. So like
1: when we had like when they put all this work into these, um, you know, into like the Empire Strikes Back poster, which is a perfect example for it. You just don't have time to soak that in uh sadly when you're doing an impulse buy so so to me um what works for me is like what tells me the movie the entire movie right away what combination of simple images or one image can you make, can make that is the most iconic that will tell that story of the movie all in, of itself without a tagline doesn't need a tagline or this is kind of cool too like i looked at this one that was the descent and the descent actually it doesn't really tell you anything about the movie itself but it has all the girls forming a skull So the
0: girls, that's a great poster. That's a great poster,
1: but it doesn't really tell you what the movie is about. It doesn't tell you they're going to a cave or anything else like that. It just looks freaky and cool.
0: It is a great poster. The other one that's like that is, um, Eli Roth's first movie cabin fever. Oh yeah. It's it's the skull with the, with the, uh, that's a great one as well. Um, yeah, stuff like that is intriguing. Now going into Amazon right now, looking at them first off, no taglines anywhere. 0.0. Um, right off the bat on the fifth movie down is a, is a, uh, um, oddly it's a, it's a, it's a shark horror movie called 47 meters down Uncaged, And it's exactly a copy of Jaws. It's, it's a girl yeah. swimming and, and the mm-hmm. shark. Coming out. But, um, uh, basically today, if you're thinking about your tagline, and this is not whether it's good or bad, this is just what you do today. If you have a name actor or anyone who you want to highlight, that yeah. person is front and center and large. Yeah. Pure. Right, like you just make sure your actors are front and center if they're if they're recognizable. If they are not recognizable, and you're a horror film, you got to have something compelling, something that makes you stop. Like I'm looking here, um, Insidious Chapter Three. I don't know why it's up here because it's from 2015, but uh, um, it's upside down, right? Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. right. Like and so she's walking on the roof. That's going to stop me in my tracks. Uh, I'm looking at something here called The Haunting of Grady Farm. And you see a bunch of trees in a black and white forest. And one of the trees makes the shape of a, of like some sort of guy, which is creepy. So I mean, like, so you so see, you're, you're, you're right. Like, can you create a creepy image? It's going to make me stop and think. So you got to play that same role that, that, you know, like when you think about like a theater front where they used to put these old posters, which make them stop. It's yeah. just back then you had five minutes. Someone could stop outside a movie theater and stare at the star Wars poster for five minutes. Now you have two seconds at at best and so do you can you show something there that's going to stop and i i guess i'm it's going to stop in your tracks which is funnier like
1: yeah i'm looking at all these new releases and they're all like none of them have taglines wonder woman 1984 is just her like in front of an 80s background news of the world is just tom hanks and then the actress behind him no taglines anywhere on here yeah Um, i don't
0: i think taglines are pretty
1: much sometimes they'll have like reviews that they put on the bottom like this one says, a game-changing masterpiece, but it's not a tagline. But they put that at the very beginning. Like some kind of critic review that they'll put on the...
0: And they probably that actually have, that. like Like looking at it now, like, so here's the new horror movies that are coming out uh, now. Like Wrong Turn, the new one. And it's just... It, it it's has, just her it's, face. It's yeah. just her face and says yeah. Wrong Turn. Yeah, and I mean, it seems to me you just want something catchy, but it also goes to show how important now. I feel like... The title is even more important you got to tell a story within the title too right like you have you have the the wrong turn is definitely like they're they're borrowing from the the equity of the fact that this is the seventh wrong turn movie right yeah but but then you're going to look and say like one here that's just coming out now the devil below and it's got this demon at the bottom and a bunch of guys looking at a hole just as the devil below. Okay. Well, looking at all that, I get exactly what I'm going to get out of this thing. Like I, yeah, I, I understand it. So it's really, uh, or psycho Gorman, uh, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> here you see right here, you know exactly what you're getting with psycho <laughs> Gorman. Yeah. I think the poster is, is it's such a different thing now than it was, uh, you know, even, well, I don't want to say 10 years ago, but like, Actually, you know what's funny? Talking about classic posters Mm -hmm. and getting reused. um, I Spit on Your Grave. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Which I loved, I Spit on Your Grave. And Last House on the Left, which are kind of, they're they're very similar uh, thematically. Yeah. But that idea of the tattered, half-naked girl on the cover, they have reused that image. (laughs) Yeah, of course. So many times Mm -hmm. of the girl. And as I'm just looking through the posters, that sort of tattered, beat-up, half-naked girl gets used a lot
1: yeah oh absolutely yeah yeah and they've even done you know they've done several remakes of i spin your grave too and they've been similar to that here you go i'm on the amazon store right now with the new releases uh here's and these are just low if you look at the dvd covers they have some more stuff going on but mm-hmm. these where they just show the thumbnails you go into the, the store where it's the new releases part uh this is just like impulse uh on demand rental this has got monster hunter so she's just got her name in front of it mia, mia jolievich and then however you pronounce her name she's got her arms out and then there's a big monster behind her you've got yeah i see the one we were talking about about the devil below mm-hmm. you got of course jujitsu uh wisely they put nick cage front and center holding a sword
0: well yeah if you got that's a name job behind <laughs> yeah.
1: they don't have like the predator thingy fights they just show nick cage that's all you need Mm-hmm. uh bloody hell here's a good one i actually saw that movie i think this is like a swedish or norwegian horror movie it's basically just like a guy in a creepy location holding a shotgun and i, uh, I mean thinking
0: about it like as i'm looking down uh, thumbnails here like all of a sudden i stopped and i'm sold on at least one here um and another one that i'm intrigued by when I, just as i'm looking at them there's yeah. something called bunny man massacre which a dude yeah. in a large... Yeah. I know the what you're
1: talking
0: about. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a dude in a bunny costume and not the one with the face cut out, the full head, like I used in our student film, The Town That Dreaded Some Clown. Yeah. Um, holding a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm in. I'll check that out. Um, in fact, then, that one's
1: been recommended to me several times. When the I Bunny Man that, Massacre? I'm place. now
0: finding it based yeah. on that, that mm-hmm. thumbnail alone. So there you go. That's how important it is. Tell your story and give an intriguing picture. The Bunny Man Massacre... Dude in a bunny suit holding a chainsaw. I'm sold. I'm interested. And then there's one below that it's called Fanboy. Um, and it's basically got a drum set just drenched in blood. I'm like, oh, okay, nice. I'm, intrigued. Well, like, I'm, uh, I'm intrigued. I'm see, intrigued. See, that's more
1: like kind of iconic imagery. It seems like a lot of these though, they're just lazy. They're like, these are famous actors, these are their faces. They're in the movie. Here's the movie's title. And, yeah. it, and that's like that's literally like half of what I'm looking at right here.
0: And a lot of them too <laughs> are are which are funny, are mm-hmm. very and it's because I know because we because we're we're involved in these sometimes is they're very simple, like a distributor or someone is like, ah, don't worry, we got this. And they're they're photoshopping something with about five images really quickly, slapping yeah. them together. Some of them are gonna be like uh they're they're stealing images off sites like unsplash and stuff where you get free Mm -hmm. images because you can see them used again and again and again and i'm not going to name out names here but you can see it's like oh we need a wood scene okay let's get the wood scene oh it's too Mm -hmm. bright layer dark on top of it and it's just straight up photoshop um (laughs) which i i think you don't really have to do but i love the artwork ones i love it when people actually draw we were just i was just talking with a filmmaker and we're helping him out uh it's coming out soon i I shared it with you um called hawk and rev oh yeah Uh, yeah it looks cool i've been
1: watching a few things on theirs lately
0: yeah yeah so it's like uh and it's a a super indie horror but there it's a horror comedy like sort of in the evil dead lost boys wolf cop sort of vein Uh, But they were really cared about the poster when they, when they, when they put it together. And so they commissioned a guy to do a drawing poster to get the right look and feel. So they paid this guy. He's the same guy who did the Wolf Cop poster. Uh, If you go to hawkandrev.com, you'll find Mm -hmm. it. But I was like, I love the fact that you got, that they put that much effort into making the poster because all of a sudden, like it sells you a bit on it, right? Like it, it gives you a look and feel. So. Yeah, they
1: actually have a YouTube channel where they're doing some kind of cool marketing stuff on there, too. They're doing, like, a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and, like, they show, like, composing the music and all kinds of things like that. And they do all these, like, little um, tidbits or vignettes where they're interacting with the audience or keeping people informed on new stuff. I, li- I like the like the approach of that, but a lot of the videos look cool. Here's one. With Now, this is the only excuse where you could have something besides Nick Cage in the poster. <laughs> is Willie's Wonderland because there's Nick Cage, and then there's the animatronic puppet behind him.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, that's, but it's still Nick Cage's name is front and center. <laughs> Nick Cage plus puppets? I mean, how can you get any better than that? No, that's, that's, that's done. I'm trying to think of some. Oh, I forgot the other one. I'll, I'll finish My last one that I'll talk about when mm-hmm. we talk about the posters the classic ones that, that again, I don't know how it will go today, but the original creep show with the, with oh, yeah, theater holding the popcorn looking backwards, you know? Um, that one sticks in my head as, as like, this is just badass posters that, like, they gave a shit about. And, 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 and it, like, you saw it, you wanted that poster. But it was back in the day when you would, like, as a kid, when I went to see movies like that, yeah. like, i I gotta get that fucking poster. to hang it on my wall.
1: See, now, one of the reasons why I chose Don't Tell a Soul was because of the poster um so i'm looking at it right now because it caught my interest right away uh Brian wilson was part of it but because it seemed like it was going to be something that's different because it's basically it's just like it's him at the bottom of a well and then it's a and then it's a, a low angle shot where he got his face on the very bottom looking up in horror and there's the two kids that are looking down at him from the top of the well and that's and that's all you need that tells you the whole movie right there yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, that, that, that I, caught I, I, my
0: interest right away
1: because that was different than just like somebody's face on the cover and then their name, you know?
0: Yeah, that's great. No, I, I, see. but yeah. Actually, but you, you know, you're right. It does tell, like, I'm looking, I just pulled it up here. It, it, it does tell a story. He's trapped in the bottom. You mm-hmm. got two guys looking down yeah. on him, and the title is Don't Tell a Soul. Okay. I'm intrigued. There's something going on there, right? Yeah. So I guess that's all to say, and we can slowly, you know, wrap it up here, but. I think that goes to say that, that when you're at this point, it's what stopped us when we were like, just to kind of think about yeah. It's like, you do have to think about these things. Don't, like, think about, like, I, like I there, a response gets elicited from me when we look up old posters. Like, I, I collect old ones, like, you can't even see. Well, I have books back there, a Roger Corman book that's all just his old posters of the stuff that he came in. Because there's images of these things when they used to give a shit about them. Yeah. But when I think about the original creep show or I think about the Scarface, Army of Darkness, Alien, Jaws, these posters, like I want to put them on my wall. I want to think about them and look about them. And I think a lot of that got lost these yeah. days uh, 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 that, that you have to think hard about it. But the joke is it's probably more important now than it was then because you really got to grab attention. It's just a different type of attention. So people should really be thinking about it's not just the title because the title is kind of like its own thing, but how does the title mix with the poster and the art? And is it grabbing? Does it engage you? Does it, does it, you know, like, and it does it tell a story. Is it something I want to put on my wall? Um, So I think it's something that people got to think about. It's something we're stopping now and just making sure we have done it right. Um, And of course the big side note here is that we wish the tagline would come back because that seems like a horrifying loss because you know, it was probably some dude's job in a marketing mm-hmm. room at a studio to come up with taglines. Or at least, like, uh, they sat around a table mm. and were like, okay, what's the tagline here? Because, like, honestly, like, like just thinking about it now, like, we were talking the alien one. In space, no one can hear you scream. Like, that's just yeah. awesome.
1: You'll never forget that, too. That's the thing is, like, if a poster, if a tagline can bury itself into your subconscious and you can instantly remember it and, and let alone never forget it, that is just that's perfect marketing right there to make a movie stay inside of your head forever with just yep. a tagline. And here's something else, Ted. They lied to us Friday the 13th part four Friday the 13th, the final chapter. It has a picture of Jason's mask with a knife through it. Did they actually think that we were now cool imagery, but did they actually think that we were going to believe that Jason was going to be killed by a knife through the eye when he's, when he's been attacked with lightning drowning <laughs> a bunch of them like it, any other possible way that he could die? And did they actually think that we were gonna think that, that was the final chapter? But no. it is a cool image.
0: <laughs> oh, and I just looked up too. I found some more mm-hmm. taglines for it. Um, I hear some other one. Okay, I gotta leave with some more taglines because this okay. is this is it's just kind of like a uh the thing. Uh mm-hmm. man is the warmest place to hide.
1: So. Oh, that's fucking cool. I mean, that's that sounds. That also sounds kind of dirty, but like. uh
0: Yeah, but it it it, it encapsulates <laughs> Uh Nightmare on that's Elm Street. True. If if Nancy doesn't wake up screaming, she won't wake up at all.
1: Yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, I noticed that one right away too. When I was looking at the poster, that's perfect. That uh, really actually tells the whole movie just with that tagline right. Just there. with that right there. And by the way,
0: another classic. Which um, is <laughs> another classic indie horror that I used to love. uh, That from the Nail Gun Massacre. Yeah. The tagline was, It's cheaper than a chainsaw. <laughs> That's <was> great. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. If I, yeah, let's see. If, oh, and draws the revenge. This time it's personal.
1: Yeah. I
0: remember oh, okay. Day. I'll leave you with this one because this is right up your alley. Uh, this will be our last tagline here, but this goes to show how much we need them. Do you remember the Lost Boys tagline? I'm just looking. Party
1: all night, sleep all day. It's fun to be a vampire.
0: Sleep all day, party all night, okay. never grow old, never oh. die. It's fun to be a vampire. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. God, they, they need to bring them back. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, God, there's good ones in here. I tapped one. Pet cemetery. Sometimes dead is better.
1: Yeah, and that was the line that Fred Gwynn had in the movie, too. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that line you definitely remember. Yeah, that's the most memorable line from that movie. And It was also perfect. You can double it with the tagline as well, too. Wow. Oh.
0: Oh, look at this. There's some good taglines. I mean, I just, the, uh, the devil's rejects this summer go to hell. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a ton. I can go on with this. Like I, I, I do like the taglines, but it is funny because, uh, they seem to have disappeared. Okay. Well, do you have anything else? I think that wraps up our, um, our, our talk about posters and taglines and thumbnails. Uh, and, and just basically to say how, you should think about it. Don't just don't just overthink this or use a bunch of stills you have or put it together. I mean, I think I think most people know that they are rooted in wanting to have something that's postery. But yeah, uh, sometimes don't, over, don't well, sometimes
1: it. Uh, sometimes simple is better. I think. Sometimes simple is
0: better, but don't underthink it. Yeah, it's, it's tricky. Yeah. Like I think it is something that you, you, you like if you if you noodle on it enough, you're going to come up with something cool because there is cool shit you can do. And it's not that big poster you walk by anymore. It's something that just stops you from scrolling. It's yeah. got to catch someone's attention in like two seconds. All right. Well, I think that's all we got for this week. And uh, if you have made it this far, congratulations. Please, again, reach out to us. Find us on deadharvey.com. Ultimately, we want to work with you guys, whether you're a filmmaker, a distributor, or, or you're a media company, whatever it is, we want to help filmmakers help indie horror, help more stuff get made. We also want to help get more fans, get more people watching them because um, we feel it's an underserved subgenre that needs more attention, indie horror. So if you go to com, follow us on all the socials, subscribe to our podcast and follow the e newsletter, whatever it is. Please follow along.
1: Go out there and make your – now, you got you got to work twice as hard now because you can't put those cool taglines in, but it'll force you to be more creative. And if you're going to rip off these posters, at least give them a different name.
0: Okay. I'll see you next week. See <laughs> you next week. Hello.